Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Mother Mary and the Masters with Samara Gabriel Grace. Did you ever hear a whisper of wisdom from a higher source? Have you felt the persistent encouragement of your angels and guides? Do you wonder if Mother Mary is still a part of Earth's evolutionary story? Sit back and listen as Samara channels the loving wisdom and light of Mother Mary and the Masters. Samara's life changed forever in the fall of 1997, when she received the first of many personal visitations from Mother Mary. In the decades since then, Samara has traveled the world serving as Mary's messenger, sharing her love and wisdom with those who are ready to receive it. Tune in now. Receive the insights and inspiration that Mary and the Masters offer to help you live a life of greater peace, deeper joy, and ever-abiding grace. Join us now for a close encounter of the divine kind. Well, hello, everyone. This is Samara, and I'm so excited and happy to be back on the air. I missed last month because I had a really tough cough and cold going on where if I tried to say a sentence or two by now, I would already be uh, (laughs) reaching for the cough drops. So we are back. We're so excited to be doing an hour-long show, and we're trying something new to have it on a Wednesday night because so many people had said they wanted to listen to it but were busy on the weekends. So I'm very excited, and uh, if you wonder what the uh, message for today is about, Uh, it's really going to be interesting. Mother Mary wanted me to invite you to hear about creating a powerful, peaceful, passionate presence. So I wrote that and put that in our Facebook page, and hopefully you had a chance to look at that and wonder in your own life if you are already living a powerful, peaceful, passionate life, or or maybe some of that and, and not all of it. Uh, I want to do a shout-out to my beloved friend, uh, Mary Elizabeth, who is in Crystal Lake on the other end of this call and who is managing all of the technical challenges so I don't have to. Um, <laughs> hey, Mary Elizabeth, what do you think of that uh, topic for today? Well, my big question is whether you could actually be peaceful, powerful, and passionate all at the same time, or do you take one and then the other then the other? <laughs> You know, that's, that's really an interesting question. I'm going to bring Mother Mary in to, to answer that. I'm also, um, if we have time later in the show, I know that many people are struggling and dealing with the challenging energies in the world right now. And um, that may be a part of her discussion, and it may not. And then if there's time, now that we're doing an hour-long show, at the end I'll be glad to take personal questions. Um, If you're on the line at that point in time, you can just hit the one, and that will indicate that you have a question uh, for Mother Mary, and we'll take them in the order in which we see them. So it's been a wonderful time here in Arizona, um, and I have so much that I'd like to share from my perspective, Samara's perspective, and I want to get right to Mother Mary, though, today and let her speak to you personally about this because I I think it's such an important issue. So give me just a second to transfer over the reins of my body to my beautiful, beautiful, (laughs) beloved Mother Mary. Well, thank you, thank you, Samara, for not taking up the time that I feel we might need to have this understanding and this lesson for all of you. I want you to just take a moment and realize, yes, you are meant to be powerful and peaceful and passionate and exude that in every moment in your presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E. However, For almost everyone, life has had um, a whole host of challenges and any number of people who might have told you to be quiet, to sit in the corner, to not show off, to not be egotistical, to not take chances, etc., etc., etc. And so I want you to just imagine for just a moment that your body is a maze, M-A-Z-E, And all of you have seen mazes. You know how you start to go down one path and then there's a a wall. So you have to go all the way back and then start another one. And then maybe that one goes through longer, but then maybe it doesn't. And so ultimately, you can find your way out of the maze through basically through trial and error, but also through kind of remembering where you've been. 
And so there has to be a recognition of where you've been. And so part of the healing this year of 2016 is to look back to where you've been. And again, this is not to be an agonizing exercise. This is to look back to where you've been and realize what has happened in my life that has stopped me from feeling peaceful, from feeling passionate, from feeling powerful. And to reflect on the moments, the instances, or even the people or situations that led you to diminish what would otherwise be your peace, your power, your passion, and your presence. And again, this is not to create blame. This is not to be a victim of whatever happened. But it's to recognize that in your being, you have created your very own maze. And what happens is, for instance, if you have an idea to start a new business or you have an idea that maybe you want to move to a different location, without even acknowledging how much you might want to do that, the mind and the body take you back to any disappointments, any failures that you've experienced in the past. There also might be a chorus of people around you that warn you against doing that which you are, at least in the moment, feeling like you want to do. And so within yourself is this maze And it was created over the course of your life from the various things that have happened. And so it was at times to protect you. It was at times to help you not do something foolish or dangerous. And we understand that. But your job now is to choose to not have the past, the maze of the past, determine the future. And that takes some work. That takes some reflection. That takes some uh, journaling about where you were and what happened and what really went on so you can recognize, was there a real danger? You know, were lions uh, about to bite you? Well, then, yes, you better not go there. But most of the time, and if you look at all of the what you could call successful people in the world, they have all had their times of doubt They've all had their times of what you could call in that moment failure. But each of them, for whatever reason, was able to choose a new path, not be stuck in the maze of the past. And so as a result, they could create new companies. They could move to new places. They could decide on different careers and leave something that appeared to be very successful behind. Because when the reason I'm bringing this all up is you can't feel powerful and peaceful and passionate when you're living your life basically from half speed, from half power, from half passion, from or perhaps even less of you. So in other words, what happens is if you're still living in the maze of the past, you keep getting an idea and beginning to build a fire with it, gathering the fuel. Maybe I'll move here or do this or that. But then the other part of you, the one that is still living the old way, living from that maze, goes and gets a big bucket of water and pours it on the fire and says, no, 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 better not. So this year of 2016 is a year of completion. If you add it up from a numerological point of view, it's a nine year. So what does that mean? It means it's time to complete living from past experiences that no longer are true and no longer serve you. This is huge because what's important about it is that you you basically cannot do this. You cannot um, manage to create something anew if you're still living in the past, if you're still warning yourself, well, 10 years ago I tried that and look what happened. No, learn from it. Examine what it was that you you perhaps were worried about at that time, what it was that was really going on. And again, we're not asking you to ignore or minimize actual danger or real difficulties or something like that. But what we're saying is 
you, you know, it's just not possible to create a passionate, powerful, peaceful life when you are living constrained, restrained, and really reluctant to dare to do something differently. And so what we're saying is that all of you, all of you have tremendous power. All of you have the capacity for peace. All of you have the capacity for passion. But whatever is keeping you from that is probably a set of beliefs from old experiences that really are not helping you move on. And so in this time of 2016, take a look at what is real, what is true, and what is a fiction or simply a past memory that's holding you back. Along with that, what you can do, if you like, is begin to research those who have dared. Take a look on the Internet or take a look uh, wherever you would like to research these situations and look at the people who have dared to leave a certain way of living, to leave a place they had lived all their lives, to choose something sort of wildly, exotically different and recognize that, that, you know, they're okay. And then in your own heart and mind, you can kind of say, well, gosh, you know, if they could do it, perhaps I think I could perhaps do that as well. In this process, too, look at what excites you and also look at what fear comes up when you do get excited. And realize that in order to create you must embrace that fear, again, as long as it's not lions attacking you, embrace that fear and say, you know what? I am powerful. I am passionate. I can make this work. I will, I will choose wisely. I will bring in other people who are perhaps also very, very knowledgeable and can, you know, offer me advice and assistance. You don't have to go it alone unless you're guided to do so. And so you begin to realize this coming year of 2017 is the year of the pioneer. Now you think, well, pioneer, I don't know if I want to be a pioneer. Well, again, I invite you to research some of the most amazing pioneers that have shaped and formed the history of this world. And again, it's not about being famous. You know the old story about how many times did the invention of the light bulb fail before it, it actually worked. And then when they asked him about that, they said, weren't you discouraged? Each time, each time, each time, over a thousand times, it didn't work. And again, his answer was, no, I wasn't discouraged. I'd found one more thing that didn't work, and I got that off the list. So, again, I think in your world, it has become, it has become this idea. It has become this idea that somehow it's going to be easy. It's going to just happen, right? And that is not true. I heard a little beep. Mary Elizabeth, are we all right? We're fine. Keep on going. Ah, good, good, good. Okay. So, again, what is called for now to be a pioneer is to realize, well, let's go back to the American West for just a moment. Can you imagine the courage that it took to get your family, to get your covered wagon, to get your provisions, and to set out when you had no idea what lay beyond, when there were no roads, when there were no rest stops, when there was no Starbucks. <laughs> How did they do it? How did they do it? The passion and the eagerness and the excitement about something new is what helped them to survive and to deal with some of the challenges that they faced. So this coming year is all about having, I want to say, a new and fresh approach to your life. And 
in order to do that in the rest of this year, it's going to be very, very important to complete your, your sort of survey and an inventory of any old beliefs that are really not true anymore. Perhaps they were never true. But at any rate, they are not true for you anymore. You live in an amazing society where there is so much interconnectedness and so much ability to reach out that truly whatever you need, whatever you're choosing, whatever you would like to create, in an instant you can find others who either agree with you or who would might offer you ideas and help. But it's up to you, each of you, to think about and be with, this is my life. This is my life. Do I want to spend it in a dreary half-life in which I'm feeling somewhat safe, somewhat successful, but my heart and my being and my body know that I'm lying to myself. It's time for courage. It's time for pioneers. It's time to say, why not? Why not? And I say all of this completely understanding that those of you that have families and children and all of that, you must obviously consider everyone's well-being. We're not talking about being foolish. But within that, within the structure of whatever your family requirements might be, you can still begin to look at what is a dream I still hold and how might I further that. And while you're still home with young children, it might be researching that while they're uh, sleeping. It might be having once a week a group that you get together with and a babysitter comes. So again, we are not speaking of being foolish, but we are speaking about being free. And as long as you allow the past to be your way of uh, walking through life, imagine in your own way right now, each of you, that maze that was created whenever the whole series of your life took place in which people said, oh, you better not do that. Oh, no, don't look out, look out, look out, look out. Well, I'm now saying, yes, look out, but not from fear, not from the point of view of danger, not from the point of view of failure, but rather from the point of view of aliveness, of passion. I know I've done a lot of sessions through Samara with people who said, I don't have a passion. I don't know my passion. And what I say to all of them is, I understand that. Because what you've done is you've not allowed even a few minutes a day to dream, to draw, to paint, to dance, to laugh, to play music, to walk in nature. And that's when passion begins to flow when you're not doing a job but rather when you're in joy and it can be very quiet like taking a walk in nature or it can be dancing with your beloved but in those moments what begins to happen is your energy the quotient of your energy is increased and enlarged and beautified and now now you begin to have the aliveness to connect with passion, to connect with what is something that you would like to share with the world. Because passion in, in all of your movies is often relegated to uh, simply some sort of romantic passion. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm speaking about a passion for your own aliveness, your own juice, your own energy, and how you want to share that with the world. And that is what the world needs right now, are people of passion, people alive, people who want to be in their own aliveness and share that in whatever way feels right for them. So 
that was a long answer to say, yes, you can create a powerful, peaceful, passionate presence. But the requirement is that you go back through your life and listen to the times that you then felt stopped, shut down, minimized, even ridiculed, and realize that in your body and your being and your mental patterning, that's a wall in your maze. And so you must ask yourself, is that still true? And almost all the time, it's not. It's not. And so as you release yourself from that, inside your body, the DNA, the energy system, the chakra system, everything begins to flow again. And what is passion but energy in motion? So it's going to be very important this year to just take a look at why am I not living a life I love? What is holding me back really? And again, if there are some real things, like little children you have to feed and clothe, well, we understand that. But try to give yourself something beyond the day-to-day that helps keep your own essence alive. There are so many mothers, when their children go off to college, for instance, who sit around and just feel useless feel like they don't matter anymore. And we want you to be wonderful mothers and fathers. But if you don't nurture along the way some aspect of self, when they're gone, you will be back at the beginning again. And again, your energy will be stopped because you had a belief that good mothers don't ever take time off. And we certainly don't agree with that. So... All in all, it is possible, and to be honest with all of you, it is so necessary right now to come alive again, to have hope again, to have excitement and joy in the lives that you're living so that that joy can become a palpable force in the world to help awaken those who are still living like drones going through life without any excitement, or those who are full of anger and hatred and doing, doing injustices of all kinds to others. So that is what I want you all to consider. And I know that we will have some time for questions in a moment. And if you have a question, you can uh, press 1 on your phone if you're on the phone. But I also want to talk a little bit about uh, the energies. Your planet right now is poised to grow into even more light. And as a result of that, there is a great deal of discomfort with those who want things to just stay the same. And what we want you to understand is just as I've just invited all of you to be a new, refreshed person in your life, I want you to, to the best of each of your abilities, begin to recognize that this world will change as all of you add your creative, positive energies to a new life for this world. So what do I mean by that? When you hear mean-spirited people or you see ugliness on television or on the media of any kind, instead of recoiling moving away from it, being disgusted, being unhappy, being angry. We need you to create a new response because just as you have an individual maze, the collective consciousness is also blocked by the maze created through all the choices, through all the centuries. So imagine for just a moment if you see something ugly on the news, that you realize, ha, here's my moment to send light. All of you that know energy work, whether it's Reiki or any other type of energy modality that you have uh, studied or mastered, you may add that to it. But in that moment, send light. Say, I see 
the legions of light shifting and changing this difficulty in magnificent, miraculous ways. And so it is. So again, instead of stopping with such anger or disgust, and therefore, in a way, letting that energy continue as it has been, by you saying no, as someone uh, once recently said to Samara, not on my watch, not on my watch. So what you are then doing is you are, yes, you're acknowledging that such and such occurred, but you are immediately sending the power of your light and any other energy modality that you, that you uh, are participating in and inviting and invoking an immediate, miraculous, marvelous solution. So now, instead of having to recoil and then sort of deaden yourself with three martinis or a Starbucks or an entire chocolate cake, instead of that, you are alive and participating in the changing and shifting of the old world in which there were only conquerors and victims to a new world of creators and collaborators. For that's the kind of pioneer I need each of you to be, a creator and a collaborator, meaning that you know you have your own creative potential, but you are also more than happy and willing to collaborate and cooperate with others of like mind so that together these new communities, these new solutions for pollution, these new ways of being healthy in your body, all of that can begin to really become available on a widespread basis. So I know I've spoken for just about half the show now, but it was so important to me, and I would so love it for those of you that feel moved to not only listen to this, but to uh, get the link and send it to your friends once the recording's available. Because I think we're living in a time in which it's all too easy to just back up, slow down, and pull the covers over ourselves. Because there is a lot to do and a lot going on. But these are the times you came to be in. These are the times you said, I will go. I will go. I promise you, each of you said, I will go. When the world is poised to go either into darkness or into light, I will go. And you are already making a huge difference. The fact that there is so much negative on the news is because there is so much positive bringing it into the light so that there can be solutions and change. So I promise you, this is what you came. This is the finest hour for you to be passionate and peaceful and powerful and joyful, joyful in your lives. So, Mary Elizabeth, I don't know if you have any comments or if there's anyone that has any questions. Well, I do want to say if anyone does have a question that's listening online, you can call in at 914-338-0821 and just hit the number one. That way we know you will have a question. But I do have a question for you. You know, as far as this energy, it seems like so many people have been getting so, so sick. No one gets a cold anymore. They end up with pneumonia. They end up in the hospital. You know, and even more are dying. Um, is it, it seems like there's almost like a detoxing effect going on. Is that what it is? You know, I'm so glad you asked that question, Mary Elizabeth, because it is a very, very difficult time um, to maintain one's energy. And I think mm -hmm. there's a couple things I want to say about it. One is that because there is so much pressure, the pressure of light to change, that which is still in darkness within each person, and as we all know, it's just in the darkness because it hasn't yet come to light, is feeling that pressure. If one is not dealing with it, if one is not facing one's life, if one is not conscious 
of what what these various things are, in a way you move almost directly from a cold into pneumonia or even death because you are not, in a way, taking responsibility for the very energies of your body. So it's sort of like the awful uh, flooding that occurred in New Orleans, and not only because of the hurricane, but because the levees gave. And the levees had been um, uh, reported on, and, and many, many people knew for years that those levees could not hold if it got to be such and such a certain uh, storm. But no one did anything. No one did anything. And so when the storm hit and all of the predictions came true, really no one should have been surprised. And so in a funny, not funny ha-ha, but in a strange way, the body of each of you right now is either strengthening through the, through the difficulties that we're having or the levees are breaking. And the levees are really quite related to what I used as my analogy earlier, the maze. If you think about in the maze each dead end as being a bit like a levee, as more and more pressure comes into your life to change, to open, to be creative, if you are not dealing with that in a creative way, if you're not facing that, the pressure on, shall we say, your own internal levees is so great that they, the cascading effect just takes them all down and you're essentially drowning in your own uh, emotions and mental anguish, perhaps from uh, childhood. Hmm. So well, I'm happy to say this is the actual first year uh, that I have not been sick in the winter the winter time. So I guess I'm doing something right. <laughs> well, in a way, I, I I want to just not only applaud you, Mary Elizabeth, but many people are. What they're doing is they're mm-hmm. no longer um, ignoring. You know, one of the most uh, challenging things I think in in the in life is what I'll call denial. You know, and the world in general has been living in denial of what's going on for a long, long time. And many people are in denial about their bodies and, and you know, they don't want to hear about what they should eat or not eat or, or all of that. And what happens with denial is over time, whatever that issue is or whatever that situation is that you're denying it will come up and it will get larger and larger and larger and kind of blow up at a certain point in time because you are all destined to ultimately become clear. Now, for some, it doesn't happen till you come home to us. But the purpose now of all of these energies in the world is essentially to wake people up and help them to come out of whatever denial they're experiencing. So, kind of like a cosmic two by four. Yes, yes. Or uh, you know, when the two by four doesn't doesn't work, then here comes the train, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but let me talk to you about a couple of of wonderful ideas and remedies for all of you. Um, and you can choose to interrupt me if we get any questions along the way. But I know this is the first show in a long time, so perhaps people are holding back there. But at any rate, one of the most powerful things that you can do is really face who you are, why you're here, and why, if anything, you're not getting on with it. <laughs> and Mary Elizabeth, that's exactly what you've been doing, especially for the last year. Oh, Absolutely. And you've been doing it longer than that. But in this past year, you kept coming back to that. Why am I here and what am I wanting to do and what is joyful for me? Because Mm -hmm. the other thing I want to just talk about for a moment is that in this time that we're in, all of you are perhaps wondering, what's my purpose? What's my real purpose? And sometimes you think it's about a job that would be on a resume. and, And usually it's not. What it's essentially about is that each of you carry, like the snowflakes that are all different, a particular frequency of God. So just take that in for a moment. 
In other words, each and every human being, just like snowflakes, carries a different frequency of God, their very own unique soul print. They come in and they have their incarnation, they have their family, they have their challenges, they have their difficulties. But that frequency, that soul print, that part of your soul's song never goes away. And no matter how difficult your life has been, no matter how many challenges, if you will let yourself be as I said, in nature, taking a walk, listening to music, anything that takes you out of your everyday mind, and uplift yourself. It's like you're giving voice and note and sound to that frequency within you. And that begins to move in an even greater way in the coming days so that soon it's like you have your very own soul song. And you know that someone is sort of singing their soul song or doing their soul song when you watch and feel their energy while they are doing whatever it is they're doing. Let me give you a specific example. On Sunday past, uh, Samara and a friend went to hear a beautiful classical symphony concert here in Sedona. And they had a 20-year-old cello player originally born in uh, Korea who's been playing cello since he was seven or eight years old. He's now about 20. And he came and he sat at the front of the orchestra and played a very complex symphony piece, Tchaikovsky. And for the whole time, he had his eyes closed. And for the whole time, he never had to look at a piece of music. And on his face was this look of rapture. And each time the bow moved across the cello, Everyone in the audience could feel, could feel this amazing union of this young man and the cello and this man doing essentially what he's come to do, which is to play his cello and let people be uplifted by that sound. So I know not all of you are musicians or dancers or anything like that, but I want you to see that it is not necessarily that you, you know, build a school in Africa or feed the homeless, as wonderful as those things are. When you find something that when you're doing it, it's, it's this place of aliveness in you. And then there's also a way for you to share it with others. Now you're living not only your purpose, you're living your purpose with passion, and presence, and peace, and it's an extraordinary creation. So that's kind of what we're going for. So can you also see that all of the people who are shut down in their lives are really energetically making themselves sick? And so it's so important in this coming year especially to set your energy um, in the frequency of love and joy, to take care of yourselves uh, through the food and water and activities that you choose, but to realize when I'm being joyful, I'm adding to the music that this world truly, truly needs to hear right now. So I'm going to bring Samara back because she has a couple of things to say. So thank you so much <laughs> for listening. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. Okay. Well, this is Samara, and I guess uh, it's my turn to talk. Um, I, of course, love everything that Mother Mary said, and I did love my cello concert. It was truly an extraordinary gift. What I also want to say is that um, the last couple of years have been truly amazing for me as well because I have been teaching Reiki, which I learned back in uh, 1997 and 1998. And the reason I want to bring it up is that back in 1997 and 1998, I was beginning to write a book with Archangel Gabriel called Letters from an Older Brother. And while I was doing that, that is when Mother Mary came. 
And when Mother Mary came, she essentially told me that I should go and take Reiki. And I want to tell you, I said no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course, obviously that didn't work. But um, part of, I think, what happens with guidance, and that's kind of the topic I wanted to just play out with with, with all of you for a moment, is it doesn't always ask you to do something that immediately you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. It's sometimes it's, it's something that within us is part of what had been for me in the maze, to use Mother Mary's example. I didn't want to learn a healing technique. I didn't see myself as a healer, and I certainly didn't want to subject myself in my way of looking at it at the time to a master. So all of my ego stuff came up. All of my personal preferences came up. But, but ultimately, the guidance was so clear. It was so clear. Take Reiki, take Reiki, take Reiki. And so I did. And honestly, it changed my life. It made my channeling so much clearer. And over the course of the next couple of years, I became a Yusui uh, teaching master. And I studied with a wonderful uh, woman who had uh, studied it in the traditional way. So not only did I become a Reiki master, I was part of that original group that paid $10,000 and took a year to become a master. Uh, kicking and screaming for part of the way, I have to be honest. <laughs> but, but out of that, and, and the reason I'm bringing it up today, it really was a mirror for what Mother Mary's talking about. I had to look, because Reiki isn't only about what you do, it's about everything internal. It's about the entire system of, of thought and emotion. And I had that two years to really look at why was I a certain way or how did I do certain things and why did I have judgments about this person or that person. And so becoming a Reiki, uh, a Yusui Reiki teaching master in 1998, it was huge for me. I was incredibly proud of myself and happy, but also I had really come out of much of my denial. I wish I could say all of it, but much of it. And so a few years ago, when I was invited by Mother Mary to now teach Reiki again, and this time have it be called Mana Reiki, um, as many of you know, at first I was reluctant to do that. I was like, what? There's so many different Reikis. Why do we need a new Reiki? But again, Mother Mary explained to me that Mana Reiki is about an internal process of putting together our head, our heart, and our hands so everything is unified. In other words, getting rid of the maze and being able to operate from a cohesive, congruent way of being. And so I began to teach um, Monoreiki about five years ago in 2011. And in the course of all of that, I've, I've just had the most amazing time and met wonderful, wonderful people, including coming to Crystal Lake with Mary Elizabeth and Joseph. And Absolutely. And then along the way, um, not about two years ago, the Galactics started coming in and saying that the Mana Reiki was wonderful from the humanity point of view, but now it needed to expand to be White Star Mana Reiki, which was all about not only being able to be a, a really positive influence on the Earth's energy, but really being able to be a planetary citizen. And so for the last couple of years, I've been doing that. And again, I want, I want to just share that each time guidance comes to me, I do question it. And sometimes I reject it at first. But when it comes again and again, and I let it seep into my heart, I let it you know, get past whatever aspects of the maze I still have within me. And when I feel into it, it's just, it's always fantastic. And so a couple of weeks ago, I had uh, the privilege of having 10 amazing women uh, fly in here. Uh, Actually, a couple of them drove, but most of them flew in. And we had a three-day Reiki weekend where we did the White Star Mono Reiki. And it was so beautiful. And the reason I want to say that it's not about me and my ego. It's about we created an environment of such acceptance and love and truth that it truly, I believe, changed everyone's life to show us we can live this way. It's not just a pipe dream. It's not just a pie-in-the-sky kind of thing. We can live in this collaborative, creative, laughter-filled, joyful way, including having wonderful food, 
um, that was all really deliciously prepared and lovingly prepared for the group. So I just, whoever's listening today, I just invite you to find the activities and the friends and the support where you feel uplifted and happy and contribute to that because you can't hold back. You can't go expecting a group to give to you. Sometimes we have to be the ones to give first. But when we do, when we open up ourselves to that vulnerability like we had as children, all that emotional challenges and all that past maze creation goes away. And we can truly, truly just be with each other. And when Mother Mary first came to me in 1997, the fall of 1997, that was her question to me when I basically telepathically asked her, you know, what can I do for you? She answered, will you be with me? And I want to just really let you hear that because to me, at that time, I didn't really understand exactly what she meant by that. But now I really do, that I, I can be with myself, I can be with others, I can be with Mother Mary, and I am fully present. My presence is with you. And when we do that with each other, there is such a healing that takes place. Because so many of us, including myself, felt abandoned, neglected, uh, unseen, unheard, unworthy, you know, you name it. And so to heal that residue, whatever's left in each of us, the antidote, the remedy is to be with people and let each of us love each other and see each other and know each other and then hopefully move on and help each other in whatever ways we can. But having that amazing weekend with with all of those amazing women, it just really reinforced for me that it's not years from now that we can have this new earth. It's here. It's here right now. But it does require us to suit up and show up and and be present with each other. And, uh, And then magic can happen. So, um, Mary Elizabeth, could you offer something in in any of that? (laughs) Well, absolutely. There's a lot. One of the most important things I think I realized, too, and and I think you do realize this once you start getting older and you're on this spiritual path, it's not always about doing something. Um, I think the most powerful thing is when you can just, like you said, just be with someone, whether it's your spouse, your significant other, or a friend, just to be together in that space and that energy, uh, I think is really, really powerful. Yeah, I I, I completely agree. And it's often very surprising to people. You know, I I noticed... Not not in the group that came because it was they were already all in, mm-hmm. but in other groups there's a tentativeness when people first come together. You know, like are you right. going to reject me? Can I trust you? Am I safe? And um, I, I think that I understand that because that is how unfortunately most of us have had experiences that weren't so nice. Right. But I believe right. with all my heart that now it's time to be the pioneers. It's time to be courageous. And it's time to let ourselves be with people that we can trust and that we can help each other to kind of fine-tune uh, our energies and, and hear our, our soul song, which was lovely. Right. But I also think when you're talking about doing, and this is something that I've been doing the last couple of weeks, is deciding what do you want to do and what mm-hmm. do you don't want to do. And, you know, some people are at a fork in the road. Do I go left? Do I go Right. Well, I've kind of been in one of those loop-to-loop things that go around and around and around. And uh, I can't think what you call them. But anyways, but I've made some decisions. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do this. And that is also a way, I think, of bringing more peace and power and passionate, passion into your life. Well, that's it, because I think, you know, a lot of us, there's so many different things we could do, right? right. <laughs> and and I think it's easy sometimes to get overwhelmed with that. But I, I think the question for me is, is always sort of this combination of what really feels good to me and also kind of what what is showing up in the world that is supporting that. 
because, frankly, when I first started doing Reiki again, I, I was kind of surprised because I'd been doing Mother Mary, which, of course, I obviously love. And I was like, Reiki, am I going to be taken away from that? But I see now that it, it's, it's not. It's just a different flavor, if you will, of, of all of that. And I do think that when I'm making my decisions, it's really about my, my I am statement. And many of us have, have perhaps had the challenge or the interesting time of creating an I am statement. Mm-hmm. And when I look at myself, you know, I, I know that my, my basic feeling is that I am a person who carries the light for myself and others. And, and you know, that's, that's pretty cool. So I, I feel happy also with my life that I'm available to do these different things, but I'm also really taking time to walk in nature, to listen to music, to right. uh, enjoy my life. Um, and on Sunday when I went to that concert, it was kind of cool because it might have been, had I been doing my radio show on Sundays, I wouldn't have been able to go. And right. it was so beautiful to be in the presence of this young man who was, perhaps the next Yo-Yo Ma, I mean, he's just that good. But to, to be there and to sit there and to know that's what I really wanted to do that day. And I know you and Joe often will go, uh, whether it's skiing in the winter or out in the boat in the summer, and whenever you tell me that, I'm so happy because I know, I know your beautiful husband, Joseph. He is, he's like, I don't know, like, uh, uh, well, he's like the cello player. When he's, he's water skiing, right. The look of rapture and joy, and then I know he teaches a lot of the kids and other people in the community to right. ski. I just think that that is one of his amazing, amazing gifts of joy to the world. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's also the perfect example of being able to connect with your inner child and show that joy. You know, I'm so glad you brought up the inner child in the few minutes that we have left because I believe that's also part of healing this maze, as Mother Mary uh, talked about, that our true inner child is that passion, that joy, that adventuresome, that, you know, loving everyone, that, you know, curious and all of that. And because of whatever has happened for each of us in our early years, that inner child is kind of now sitting, sitting in a room, you know, waiting for us to let him or her out. And I personally have been doing some things recently, and it's at first a little uncomfortable for me. I I bought a coloring book. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I haven't colored since I was probably five or six years old. And I I just, I've been enjoying it. Now, I did get a mandala one because at least that made sense to me. But I've been doing that at night especially, and it's just, I don't know, there's something about just letting myself do an art project like mm-hmm. that that's obviously not very challenging, but it, it's just, it's, again, that, that's, that focus on the inner child. Well, it's almost like a meditation also, an act of meditation. Mm-hmm. 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 I think. Yeah, that's one of the things I love to do with my nieces and nephews is color. You oh, know, do it brings you, color you back to that time when you're younger. Yeah, I do all yeah. the time. I love it. Well, good for you, because now I'm doing it without any kids in the room, so there you go. One of the things Um, I've got to mention, that one of the things that Mother Mary was talking about was that we each have, you know, our own particular frequency or our soul print, you know, from mm -hmm. God. And it was really funny. I had a friend of mine who's also a medium and a channel like you are uh, tell me, gosh, it was a couple months ago now that I resonated. My soul print was actually of harmony, which totally resonated with me and of course mm-hmm. my last show before the one I'm doing now was called Health and Harmony and I've always been about kind of, of about balance and it's more than balance but it's uh, it really did resonate so I think that's a really kind of neat thing to really kind of go inside and determine you know what is what is your soul print you know I what love is that, that thing Mary that I really do Harmony is big for me yeah. too I think that that's an important yeah. thing because I know a lot of people talk about world peace but what always stops me from just having that as my goal is that, you know, we could have dictatorships and that would be quote unquote peaceful, but it really wouldn't be. It would be right. domination. So I've always right. said that what I really see and give my energy to is global harmony, <laughs> you right. know, for exactly what you said, because that means that people are living in a happy and joyous and, you know, fulfilling way for themselves. Absolutely. Yeah, there's like a, there's a joy quotient to it as opposed to just balance. Right. which is what I like about it. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I um, I know we've just got a couple minutes left, so I, I just want to both um, mention my website but also pitch your show. So my website for anyone who wants to reach me is channelmary.com. That's www.channelmary.com. You can also email me at samaragrace1111 at gmail.com, and that's S-A-M-A-R-A-H. G-R-A-C-E 1111 at gmail.com. But I also want to take a moment and have Mary talk about her show because it's absolutely fantastic. And if you haven't had a chance to hear it, you need to know about it. So go ahead, Mary, talk about your show. Well, it is called Heavenly Encounters, A Journey to the Other Side. And we deal with everything from near-death experiences to out-of-body experiences, angelic encounters. You know, Samara, you've been on the show a couple times. And ironically, and I didn't realize what the show was going to be about until a few days ago for this show, but uh, my show is tomorrow night, The Bridge Between You and Your Soul, which is really kind of talking about this maze that Mother Mary was just talking about and how to actually start clearing it. So you've got a clear I connection from you to your soul. So HeavenlyEncountersRadio.com is the website. And the times that it's on? It's at 7 p.m. Central. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So, yeah, if you didn't get enough tonight, then come on, get some more tomorrow. <laughs> and even if you got a lot tonight, get some more tomorrow. Um, for the future, anybody who listens to the show uh, in the archives, if you have questions, you can also email those ahead of time. And you can also, of course, come on the show and ask them either through the, the website or um, through the phone. And so I just want to send out a prayer of love for the last couple minutes that we have. And so I'm going to bring Mother Mary back and have her just do what she was talking about earlier. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to be right here sending with myself the violet flame of St. Germain. And what I'm going to invite you to do, and you, you you can certainly say no. You have to say yes if you want it. It's for St. Germain to help you take down the walls of the maze that you are ready to take down and that no longer serve you. So I want you to just imagine that this beautiful violet flame that starts a little bit above your head is now moving into your body again with your permission to examine what is there that is no longer serving you and to essentially you know, like little Pac-Man, just take it out. Just take it out, take it out. Take out the childhood hurt. Take out the idea that you're anything less than beautiful. Take out the idea that somehow you're not worthy of whatever. Just take that all out. There we go. It's coming down now. It's moving through your head and your third eye where you can now see clearly how beautiful you are. It's moving down your neck and your body to your heart. And it's helping you to unblock your heart from any hurt from the past, to be open to your own heartfelt feelings, and also to open to the hearts of others. And now it continues down to your power center, your third chakra, and it lets you know it is safe to be powerful because your power is the power of love. So it's safe to be powerful because I use the power of love and I am the power of love. And now it moves down to the second chakra, helping to heal and clear all issues with other relationships. And now down to the first chakra where perhaps you might have felt unsafe or abandoned. And all the way down to your earth star chakra, clearing all the way So when you're ready, you can just say, I am peaceful, powerful, passionate, and in my joy. Much love to all of you, darlings. We'll see you next time. Namaste. I thank you so much. Have a beautiful evening. Good night.